All right, everybody, welcome to the Voice in the Pen podcast. Emily and I are really stoked today to have with us here in studio, Zach Brown, songwriter from Carolina Beach. You've been playing music for a long time. Yeah, sure have. And I, I remember talking to you from previous conversations that you originally started on piano. Yeah, I started playing piano when I was about five years old and did that most of my life. Just started playing guitar maybe about eight or nine years ago. Yeah. Can't tell that. <laughs> I love listening to your guitar playing, man. Four chords in a capo. <laughs> that's that's the that's an adaptation of the Willie Nelson line that you just need three chords in the truth. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, so thanks true. for joining us today. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, thinking back over your, your your music history, when did you start writing? Uh, I wrote my first song when I was 17 years old and uh, actually cut it on this last album and it didn't make the album, <laughs> but I wanted to do it just to do it. But I really didn't start writing songs. I was always more of a uh, instrumental person in another person's band, you know, kind of supporting other people's music. And it wasn't until I kind of grew up and realized that I didn't care what people thought anymore that I started putting the pen to paper, you know, yeah. to doing it myself. So probably in the last 12 or 13 years, I started writing. Nice. How many songs are on the the new album? And you're talking about Wild Petunias, right? Correct. Yep. Just did that one last October uh, for my birthday. Went to Nashville and did it. Um, nine songs on there. Uh, nice. We recorded ten. Nine made it. So, <laughs> so, yeah. Understand. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I've got one song that was the first song that I've written that I, I put away for a long time and didn't play because I felt like it was very repetitive. But lately we've gotten a response to it. So I'm yeah. like, oh, we'll add it back. I mean, if you can't figure out it's about fishing by the end of the song, <laughs> probably have your hearing checked. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's good. Is there a process that tends to work really well for you? Is it lyric first or melody line? Or how do you kind of have, you what know, do you, how do you come up with your material? It's all over the place. I mean, this collection of songs was 12 years worth of stuff. Um, some of them was just a melody that popped in my head and then we put lyrics to it. Um, when I first started playing guitar, I only played in open tuning because if you lay a guitar flat in open tuning, it's just a piano. So it made it a lot easier for me to learn how to translate, you know, playing on the guitar from playing mm -hmm. piano. So the first like four songs I wrote were all in open tuning and I went back and redid them in standard tuning, um, which changed some of the melodies a little bit too, because sure. it sounded different. Um, I typically try to write a chorus before I write anything else, a hook, mm -hmm. something like yeah. that, you know, just to try to get something catchy. Um, and then I'll play it around the house. And if I hear my wife or my kids singing it, then I'll know I need to pursue it. <laughs> pursue. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. If it's catchy, then it yeah. gets in someone's head, then you're like, okay, that's a good song. Yeah. yeah. It's like built in, built in real time, immediate editing and feedback. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, will, I will never sing that again, or I will keep singing that. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so that's an interesting, uh, it's interesting to me, the, the transition from keys to piano and thinking and how you went thinking about the piano. Mm -hmm. Um, do you run into scenarios now that you're like, I can totally hear what I want to do with the piano, but like, I'm still working on figuring out how I want to make it sound that way on the guitar. Yeah. So I can, you know, like if I wanted to learn a song if I just wanted to learn a Tyler Chiller song or something, you know, I can sit down on the piano and learn it in five minutes. You know, mm -hmm. it's just the chords. It's just, I've been doing that so long, but on the guitar, it takes longer mm -hmm. for me to translate the little melodies or the little licks and things into mm -hmm. playing it on the guitar. Um, so I don't really remember what your original question was. But, um, <laughs> it's fair. I'm not sure I do either. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, I, I did like, for instance, when I recorded this record, I didn't go in there with any piano parts written. 
And then my wife was like, you got to play piano. I was going to ask if you, yeah, if you put piano on that. I did, yeah. And I did it the last day, the last minute. And it was just one of those things I sat down and laid it on four or five songs with no really preconceived notion of what I wanted to do. And that's just what stuck. Mm -hmm. So it was much simpler for me to just hear it. It was almost like I stepped into that old me, you know, of like, Mm -hmm. all right, here's a song. I'm going to go add keys to it. Uh, It's not my song. It's just a song. Mm -hmm. And I tried to think of it that way. And it was very quick. Okay. Um, And then we brought in another guy to play organ because, that's a different beast in itself. So. <laughs> a lot, a lot of, a lot of moving parts yeah. on an organ. My yeah. mom's an organist. I've watched her before, yeah. like a pipe organ, and I'm like, <laughs> nope, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a different, different feel for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking about your writing process, and if you write this hook or chorus type component to a song first, sometimes I, f- I feel like those things come out for me, and then I can't figure out if it should be verse or hook. Like, it's mm-hmm. one of those lines yeah. that can go either way, and like, do you encounter that, and like, what do you do with that when you when you run across it? Oh, yeah. Um, there's a song on the record called Hearts, um, and because my dad played Hearts growing up, the game, the card yeah. game, and so the, the chorus is, I'm no good at spades, but I sure do know my hearts, mm-hmm. and I'm shooting the moon for you, which means you're trying to get all the spades, right? And you're trying to, or not all the spades, all the hearts and the queen mm-hmm. of spades and mm-hmm. that lets you win the game. It's kind of a gamble. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of that translation of gambling on a girl. Um, but uh, when I first wrote that, I thought, oh, that's kind of a cool verse. But then it just kept coming back to me. I was like, oh, I think that's got to be the chorus at yeah. this point. Yeah, I remember when you performed that on Voice in the Pen. That I, I love that song. Oh, thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, that's, that's one I've been playing for a long time. And one of the shorter ones that I can play and kind of get over with. I, I tend to write a lot of sad, depressing songs, so <laughs> I've been trying to write more happy stuff. If Occupational could, hazard. <laughs> I mean, if I could count the amount of times that people have said that on Voice in the Pen, too, yeah. they're like, and they're always apologizing for it, and I'm like, trust me, like, you're one of many who, <laughs> yeah. who is up there doing sad songs. Did you end up naming that album Sad Songs? Or no, was, no, I never yeah, did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. had a whole album that was going to be sad songs. <laughs> yeah, I was going to make sad songs and like, uh, yeah, I just I have some that are semi melancholy, and but yeah, yeah. I, I like I like when you do a song that's sad or melancholy or angry or you know something. It's a heavy song, but it's upbeat, and people yeah. are like, "I'm so glad you played a happy one." That's tempo. That's different, yeah. <laughs> right? It's like you weren't listening to the lyrics of that. Yeah, which is fine. If you it's totally cool. To you it, do you, <laughs> right? Yeah. right. Yeah. It's not a suicide song at all. It's very happy. Yeah. But you know, a good friend of mine I played music with for a long time. I think he said, you know, sad songs make me happy, and that's kind of how I feel too. Like you know, you, yeah, you kind of get the emotions out, and it's 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 rewarding. It's, it's therapeutic. The, yeah, I was gonna say therapeutic. Yeah, but, yeah. I think it's like uh, I think that aspect of songwriting. You know, like. When I think when you do your job well as a songwriter, you're able to tap into an emotion or a group of emotions and then sort of channel those for mm-hmm. people to feel. Yeah. People in the audience or people listening to feel. And when you you know, when you do that and you do it at a, a high level, it's 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 really, really noticeable and togetherness and sadness, I think it's helpful. Yeah. It's like therapy. It's like going to like mm-hmm. going to shows, going to songwriter shows specifically for me is like therapy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which I think yeah. is part of the reason a lot of us write anyways. Um as yeah. as Scarlett was explaining last night, she expresses yeah. herself through right through writing. Through yeah. writing. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's very like um it's so relatable, I feel like. I feel like it's just so much more relatable to have like emotional songs than it is like Jack Johnson. Happy. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's a time and a place for that, but yeah. the sad songs are the relatable. Like, 
Okay, yeah. you're a real person. You right. know what I mean? The time for happy songs is when you're like on a resort in St. Lucia or something. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully my wife doesn't watch this. <laughs> I said the wrong place. <laughs> Puerto Rico, yeah. Oh, that's funny. How about on a cruise like, a cruise ship? We'll there just go on a cruise ship. Yeah, cruise ship. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, uh, Jason Isbell's Southeastern record, I thought, just completely punched me in the face and the gut, and it still does every single time. Mm-hmm. And that's the good example of what you're saying is that when you hear those songs, they're just crippling sad, but they're also relatable. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, that's like, to me, he's the top notch of mm-hmm. anybody that I want to write like, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that covers next sort of question is influences and what you're, what you're listening to now. Mm-hmm. Um, um, right now I'm listening to, well, I, I kind of have a vicious cycle. So I listen to a lot of the same things over and over and over again. Like I've been listening to Pink Floyd. Since I was a kid, uh, I think Roger Waters is a genius. I think David Gilmore is a genius. Um, I listen to a ton of Neil Young. I love Neil Young. Mm-hmm. I have to use Apple Music for that now. <laughs> I, I own yeah. most of his records, so if I want to, I can listen that way. But, um, you know, Zach Bryan, I listen to him a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tyler Childers, of course. Um, I like any kind of songwriter stuff. And, you know, I was really into Ryan Adams for a long time. Uh, I still think Easy Tiger is one of the best records ever written. Just start to finish it's so good um but really all over the place i love the instrumental pieces of a band like pink floyd um but the writing's really good too and i think it gets overlooked because people think they're so abstract and all this stuff but it's really mm-hmm. it's, it's just a different approach to it yeah. you know if you really force you to think a little more but i mean their lyrics are pretty in a way direct yeah. and pretty concrete you know and then they get i feel like the abstractness of the music it makes it easier to kind of consume and connect to their lyrics for me anyways but you know that's that's just me (laughs) no No, i mean the um you know i am you and what i see is me like to me that's that's just you could think about that in every aspect of life just walking down the street Mm -hmm. being at work doing this whatever it is Mm -hmm. um so i actually got a chance to go see him on his last tour in dallas oh wow back in october and it was it was unreal yeah, it was really good. It's I think another interesting thing about songwriting too, though, is coming back to the com- the emotional component. You know, I mean, really, there are a specific number of human emotions. I don't really know what that is, but in a way, all of us for for centuries as songwriters have been finding a different way to talk about uh, the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, like we we notice. Um, Especially with a lot of our writers that we see that are in the twenties, there are a lot of a lot of heartbreak breakup songs. Yeah, for sure, yeah. <laughs> a lot of breakup songs, you know, <clears throat> and people have been breaking up for a long time. And then there are a lot of songs that deal with people's demons, their addictions, their vices, whatever. You know, so I think that's another interesting component of it is how do we come up with a way to do something that's maybe new or slightly different? But then then I start wondering, is it you know because they're, it's the same twelve notes, we yeah. all have them, <laughs> we right. use them differently. Yeah, it's yeah. One thing I've noticed with the the younger, um, I think this last show we had, uh, we had a nineteen year old, and then the the show the month before that we had an eighteen year old on, and this is just something random. I was noticing that there's a lot more cuss words in their breakup songs <laughs> than than the older um, singer songwriters, and that's just uh, just a random observation I've had talking about more socially acceptable these days yeah yeah. yeah. i mean 20 or 30 years ago people didn't really curse as much in public i don't i don't think you know and now it's it's more commonplace 
I mean, yeah. I said son of a bitch on that record, and I was worried that my mom was going to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a generational thing, you know. Yeah, so. for sure. I'm trying yeah. to think. I don't. I don't have any any curse words. I don't have any curse words in any of my songs that are recorded. But I use the word whore twice in one of them. But it's it's about <laughs> music. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One thing that you did on the very first time you played "Voice of the Pen." Um, because your name is Zach Brown, mm-hmm. which I know. Notice now you you're putting Zach Aaron out there. I did change. Um, it you you started singing the, you know, little bit of chicken fry. Oh yeah. And I was like, I I remember I was like walking or doing something, walking around, and then all of a sudden my ear was like like, and then I was like, oh my god, that was the that was the funniest thing, <laughs> like to me that you did that. I was mm-hmm. like, I love oh, well. I love it that. It used to annoy me, and now I just like to address it head on. Right, right, right. You know, I mean, he's he's very talented and he's got a great career. And but one of the marketing people that I know was like, "Look, Zach, if you're going to put out a record, uh, you can't do it as Zach Brown. It's not going to work. Yeah. You know, you're going to get buried down all the searches." Are, and so I just right use my middle name and put it out that way. So. Yeah, makes sense. So one of the things that I, I love about your music is your singing and your voice. Oh, so we talked you. about the um, instrument aspect. What's your singing background? Did you grow up singing? Like, are you so like? How did this oh, yeah. come to pass? Totally oh, self-taught, yeah. or I've been singing since I was a kid. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite artists growing up was Boyz II Men. Yeah, sure. And I'm not ashamed. Cooley say that. High Harmony. I love that. Love <laughs> but I would learn all four parts. Okay. So nice. I would learn, you know, Wanye, all those guys. I would learn each part um, and just practice it. And they're incredible singers, and so. Um, and then I, you know, when I started getting into Neil Young, I, he's really hard to cover, but that really helped with the higher ranges and stuff like that. But a lot of soul, like I listened to a ton of Ray Charles when I was younger, uh, and his voice is um, just, you know, crippling good. And, and I, you know, I don't know if there's something to that with him. Always wondering, you know, with people that are, have no vision or mm-hmm. something, you know, their other senses are so much stronger. But when you hear him sing. I mean, there's a song I can send both of you um, called It's All Right, but it is just like his voice, like is something I aspire to always try to do. And I cover a Ray Charles song. It's really funny. And it's not nearly as good as Ray Charles could have, would ever have done it, but it's just super fun to sing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another um, singer influence for me is Don Henley, and I just love his voice, the rasp in mm-hmm. it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm singing all the time. I yeah. sing to my kids. I sing... So when, day, were day. you performing when you were younger before no, band no, stuff? No. This is you just like heard Cooley High Harmony and were like, "That's four parts. I'm going to learn them and figure them out on my own." Yeah, I mean, I was learning music, but uh, funny enough, like I played um, baseball in high school, and um, I'm still friends with a lot of the guys I played ball with, and, and most of them didn't even know I played music until when I left high school. Sure, and I joined up with the band that I ended up touring with for six years. Most of them didn't even know I played music, so I kind of kept that to myself until an older age. Mm-hmm. Um, but at home, I was singing all the time. Yeah. Or if you were my girlfriend, back then you were getting sucked. <laughs> Serenaded. Yeah. yeah, I think there was definitely a time in my life where 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 my musical, like high school, my musical activity was was very limited to whatever I was doing in my garage or in yeah. my bedroom. And nobody that I played sports with was really aware that I was musical in any way, unless they happened to stand next to me at church and be like, "Oh, you can sing." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 
thank you for coming and sharing all this with us. We're really excited to hear some of your songs today. Yeah, You're going to play a couple for us? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll yeah. play a couple off the record. And... All right, awesome. Is there anything else that we failed to ask you that you're burning and dying to tell people about your album, <laughs> when it's coming out, all the things? No, the so the album's out now. It came out April 7th. Um, you can listen to it anywhere where you can stream. Um, and, yep, and it's um, going to do some <laughs> vinyl, hopefully, and they'll be out by the hopefully the fall. Um, and uh, other than that, no, I appreciate y'all having me, and yeah. thanks for doing this. This is great. Y'all are doing a lot for the Wilmington music community, and it's really great. And um, and yeah, yeah. Thank you for being here, and thank yeah, you for thank your you contributions so to yeah. the Wilmington music community. We're excited to hear you play. Thanks, appreciate All right, it. Dude. <laughs> Memories are bonnets like blue. Something to eat, I always do A car, game or two I can still see the table And the look in her eye She had wild petunia Come back every year For a moment every now and again I forget I forget that she's not here In a little white house in a southern town with Nothing to do but to settle down And everything you need You can get right from the ground And the company of family She had wild petunia Come back every year For a moment every now and again I forget I forget that she's not here At the back door waving by Like she did every time Tear in my eye I thought it might be the last time I think she felt it too Yeah, wild petunia 
come back every year for a moment every now and again I forget I forget that she's not here for a moment every now and again I forget I forget that she's not here all right this song called hearts <laughs> That's not how it starts. I was a young renegade. You were every man's dream. A poet and a beauty from a local family. Didn't deserve the first five words, but I asked you for five more. You were standing there with a grin and a stare. My jaw was on the floor. I ain't much for space, yeah. I showed you know my heart, and I'm shooting the moon for you, honey. I'm showing all my cars. So we talked for a while and you went on your way And never to come back again, I got to find a way So I took it to the town, all I had was your first name And where you taught school, I swear I got to find a way I ain't as much for space, yeah I sure do know my heart And I'm shooting the moon for you, honey I'm showing all my cars I ain't lost for space, yeah But I sure do know my heart And I'm shooting the moon for you, honey I'm showing all my cards When I finally found you, I lost all my air Your eyes were in my blue in the summer in your hair You turned and said to me Boy, tell me what's on your mind I said I'd love to If I only had the time So I'll just say it this way I ain't much for spades, yeah Sure do know my heart's Shooting the moon for you, honey I'm showing all my cars I ain't much for space, yeah But I sure do know my heart And I'm shooting the moon for you, honey I'm showing all my cars Showing 